The following is a fourth-hand production. Wasting away again in Roanoke Island. Searching for my lost colony. Some people claim that there's a native indigenous people. John White's. Life is a mystery. Confusion is all around us. The truth is out there, but you won't find it here. Welcome to Hysteria 51. Come inside our secret hideaway as we talk conspiracy theories, mysteries, and the unexplained. All viewed through sceptical eyes and the blurry lens of a beer bottle. Now, here are your hosts, Brent Hand and John Goforth. Colony, colony, where's the motherfucking colony? That's right. You're doing your college roots proud there, John. Well, yeah, I think that any time in South Carolina, whenever Jimmy Buffett plays, that's what they're singing. It's a silent nod to Roanoke. That's exactly what it is. It's the unspoken, you know, nod. That's exactly what it is. You're right. Welcome in Hysteria Nation to another episode of Hysteria 51. My name is John Goforth. Along with me is my co-captain, Brent Hand. What's up, Gofo? What is up, everybody? And no other guest, but our good friend, Conspiracy Bot. As long as I'm here, you need no other guests. So, Conspiracy Bot, are you excited that you get to actually sit at the table tonight rather than the corner? Honestly, no. But you can pretend I am if it helps. We we, we wheeled him up, dusted off some space. We, we had to get the extension cord. Plugged him in. Yeah. You know, yeah, he's ready to go. <laughs> oh, Brent, tonight we are talking about the lost colony of Roanoke. Ah, and funny timing. I didn't even realize that that was the, I don't watch the show. That's the next season of uh, American Horror Story. The current season. They're oh, like, they're on like episode 10 oh, or 12 or like something. Like I said, yeah. I don't even fucking. <laughs> yeah, no, they're. <laughs> you brought this up and I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And, you, and then I started researching. I'm like, oh shit, I didn't. <laughs> right. uh, and obviously, if you're watching the show, it is 100% fact. Yeah, they actually said. It's a documentary. This season, they were just digging in the Roanoke area, found it, and they said, that'll work. You know, <laughs> it's like the invention of lying. It was exactly like that. They just dug it up, found a manuscript, said, you know, take that'll it to press. <laughs> Well, we are talking about Roanoke tonight. If you're not familiar with it, we'll get into the details in a minute. But first, we have a few other things to cover. We'd like to remind you that if you like this podcast, you can support this podcast by going to one website and one website only. That is patreon.com slash hysteria 51. Brent, what is Patreon? Patreon is where our fans can pledge money to us. Uh, there's different levels, uh, anywhere from a dollar up to 50 bucks. If you're, if you're a baller, like, like John Goforth himself, you can get stickers, t-shirts. Uh, I'm such a baller. I donate $50 a month to my own show. <laughs> Just, you like being that kind of guy. I frankly, I wish it was only $50 a month, but let's go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So like I said, t-shirts, you can get handwritten drawings of either of us that you want. Hell, conspiracy bottle make you a, uh, voicemail for your for your 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 answering machine that i guess you still have at home i don't fucking know i think uh i think we need to move on from the answering machine i think we need to move on to conspiracy bot will make you a mixtape on a cassette on an actual cassette <laughs> you know what he will <laughs> he will send you yeah. a uh, a mixtape but it's only his choices so you have to deal with whatever conspiracy bot comes up with for this you. is my favorite song it's called 56k bod modem <laughs> for 43 minutes <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha. 
Hey, when you get one of those, you can play Doom Deathmatch online. I want to, I'll have you know. Ooh. Yeah. That sounds um, fun. Though I think we just stuck our foot in our mouths because now people are actually going to start doing this and we're like, okay, how the fuck do we get cassette tapes recorded with what we want on them? I can do anything you want digitally. I don't know how. For the first anniversary one for my wife, uh, one of our presents I got her, I made her a mixtape on cassette and it was actually hard to do because I had to like find a CD player and a tape deck and blah 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 it was it was a lot harder than listen to the hot nine at nine and and hit and record on my favorite songs you know like back in the oh day. i did on wdbr oh yeah 103.7 wdbr <laughs> that said we will do it if uh, the first 10 people from here on out to get on patreon and, and support us at least the ten dollar a month level we'll do that for you yep we'll figure it out we'll get you a mixtape beyond that we're not going to figure it out <laughs> we're going to forget all about all about mixtapes yeah <laughs> <laughs> and forget that we ever mentioned it. <laughs> if you don't remember Patreon.com, if you if you forget it, we know that you're already going to our website. You can find all the links at Hysteria51.com. That's right. So, John, now to bigger, more important things. What are you drinking? You say it's a lexicon of libations. We call it a bulletin of booze. Either way, we're all getting pissed. Here's this week's Spirit Selections. Oh, Brent, I am excited about what I am drinking tonight. I was at the liquor store the other day getting ready for my New Year's celebration and just stumbled into a liquor store that happened to have six packs of Three Floyds zombie dust. And if you're not familiar with, if you're not from the Midwest, Three Floyds is a a regional brewery here, actually in Northwest Indiana, that just does some amazing beers. But they're also, I don't know, last week, Brent, Hysteria Hype, you were talking about the NES Classic and how they kind of throttled production to create demand. Oh, absolutely with this beer because people go ape shit over it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I went ape We're shit. limiting you to like two pints when you go to bar sometimes because we have to have it go around. Literally, we went, uh, my wife and I went to dinner and I wanted it and we were with a friend and they would only let you order like two per person. Yeah. It, but then there's other like really kitschy bars that are three Floyd's bars that always have it. Oh, yeah. yeah and, right. uh, but it's anyway, it's, it's a little pretentious, but it's awesome fucking beer. And I found a six pack of it. I never actually found a six pack of zombie dust. I found zombie dust on draft in a lot of places. Mm-hmm. And then you find six packs of their, some of their other beers, uh, gumball head, uh, alpha king and some others, but I'd never actually found a six pack of it. And, uh, it is delicious and I'm drinking it tonight. Very nice. I am drinking an ice cold Bud Light, followed very soon by a second, uh, which will be more like my sixth or seventh ice cold Bud Light of the evening. But on backup, just in case I run out, I do have a Diet Mountain Dew on sitting on the table. Never understood that. I couldn't, I couldn't be drinking beer all night and go, you know what? Mm, uh, the beer's been good, but I just, I'm really. <laughs> Don't you ever drink until you get thirsty? <laughs> Uh, well, okay, that's fair. That's fair. Not generally that night, though. I'm yeah, generally thirsty. <laughs> that's morning. True. And that's when I chug a beer. <laughs> so I am sticking with Bud Light Shocker there for everyone. Treated me good so far. I've drank enough Bud Light since this podcast started that I think Budweiser should be sending me like Spuds McKenzie dolls and and uh, like like beer signs for our our studio here. You listening, Budweiser? I'm sure the execs at 
<laughs> now, uh, Anheuser-Busch InBev in Brazil yes. are listening Hysteria 51. Actually, I was looking at our numbers the other day. We there's do some, have some listens in Brazil. Well, you know, there's some guy in Brazil. He's native. They're going, hey, these motherfuckers here. Uh, <laughs> we got to fucking give them some free shit, huh? Hey, Joey, send them a fucking spuds. So, Joey in Brazil, send us your 20-year-old merchandise. Spuds McKenzie, a uh, little known fact, was actually a female and lived in like the town over from me here in the Chicago suburbs. So, that's one of those little known facts it's a little known because no one gives a fuck i'm <laughs> well, just guess, saying guess who does me because i went to the the fucking wikipedia page <laughs> only you only you were sitting page. around going you know i wonder what i wonder what the history on spuds mckenzie is let me go look that up uh, the reason literally why I'm, i i looked up recently uh we were just at a bar and they had a light up spuds mckenzie uh like i don't know maybe like a 20 inch plastic you know dog i was like man i haven't even thought of spuds mckenzie in years it'd be years. weird if you had I, honestly <laughs> god knows i can't get him out of my mind between spuds mckenzie and the noid i don't know what i'm doing <laughs> Yo, Noid! <laughs> I remember being really upset when I was a kid because I wanted the Yo, Noid NES game. And we went to the store and it was sold out and I got Double Dragon 3. I think that was a pretty fair fucking trade Oh my God, yeah. you were upset? I wanted Yo, Noid. Uh-huh. I was like, I, 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 it was what I wanted. You, you say this, you, you give all this context to why you were looking up um, Spuds McKenzie. Like you don't just sit around and look up and do crazy, <laughs> stupid shit. The other day I get a uh, video sent to me privately on Facebook. I think it was on Facebook or maybe texted to me from Brent. And he's decided to make a vid. He's taken, uh, if you've seen the, uh, from our Facebook page, the uh, cartoon caricatures of us, he's taken the face of my cartoon caricature and used it as a Snapchat filter and pretended he's me and videoed a little 15 second uh, rendition of quote-unquote me talking <laughs> and uh, uh what do i sound like hi i'm animated john Govor that i'd like to touch a wiener because that's what i do totally gay shit 99 percent of the time penis yeah I, part of I, it. I, I sound just like that uh <laughs> hi i'm john Goforth. My, my, my point I being. I told you I'm a master of voices. You are. You are. It's, <laughs> it's, it's eerie. Uh, my point being that you really, really do have too much time on your hands. You're looking up Spuds McKenzie and doing Snapchat filters of my animated face. That's right. All right. One more thing before we get into our topic this evening. Our new, new-ish now segment. Three now it's old hat. It's. <laughs> that old chestnut. <laughs> Each week, we delve into our weird headspace, open up the drawer marked freaky sh**, and pull out a mysterious morsel you just have to try. It's time for Hysteria Hype. Oh, Brent, I will handle Hysteria Hype tonight. Reading a book right now, probably my favorite book series out there, Uh, one that... not. Go ahead. (laughs) No, keep going. I'm just... I. I start giggling when you're talking about reading because I know it's fake, but keep going. <laughs> <laughs> reading the Joe Ledger series of books by Jonathan Mayberry. So Joe Ledger is a, you know, the hero, obviously. There's, I don't know, 10 books, something like that. They started, you know, roughly a decade ago. Similar in, in the, the military aspect and, and almost in writing, uh, to the Jack Reacher books. Ah. One of my favorite series. I've read them all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if you haven't read those, you've probably seen the Tom Cruise movies at least. Yeah, right. What I like about the Joe Ledger, they, while Jack Reacher is just you know out killing bad guys, Joe Ledger is out killing bad guys, but it always has kind of a paranormal spin. 
But the cool part is it's never actually like the first one. The first one was called Patient Zero. It was zombies. Mm -hmm. But it was actually a mutated or a a weaponized virus. And they weren't actually zombies like like we would think of. Or uh, there was another one where they 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 were like these genetically enhanced monsters that were actually old Nazis. Uh, (laughs) That old chestnut? (laughs) (laughs) No seeing the theme here. But once again, it was like all based on like pseudoscience, you know, it's, it, it, so it, it tries to find a grounding somewhere, uh, but it's really, really, really enjoyable. The, the latest one's called kill switch. It actually came out in like April of last year, but I just, just made my way into it. Love it. Almost finished with it. Love it. Uh, the new one dogs of war comes out in April of 2017. Uh, so just a couple months. <laughs> I'm not gonna bother you. If listen, Kill Switch, the latest one's about terrorists who have acquired a new uh, a new weapon that can crash the power grid, oh. and then they unleash a pl- unleash a plague. But let me run you through the Joe Ledger books. Let me run you through the uh, uh, first the description of Joe Ledger, and then the topics of the books. The description of Joe Ledger. Joe Ledger is the protagonist in a series of horror slash thriller novels by American author Jonathan Mayberry. Ledger is a Baltimore detective been recruited by the government in secret to lead a new task force that handles what homeland security can't such as zombies and weaponized plagues the actual task force is called the department of military science of course it is because <laughs> why wouldn't it be all right so here are some of the topics from the books zombies as i mentioned genetically enhanced monster nazis weaponized versions of the 10 plagues of egypt white rappers <laughs> it was not one <laughs> though this this might sound similar ancient order of killers hell-bent on plunging the entire world into holy war oh yeah yeah ufos uh, and then some uh, monsters that were genetically created from alien dna from said ufos uh, uh the last one he kind of mailed it in it was just regular old terrorists with drones oh <laughs> Piss. And then the next one that's coming out in twenty uh, in twenty seventeen is robots. Fuck yeah! <laughs> so anyway, the point it is, is fun, though. Yeah, they, they're a lot of fun. Uh, highly recommend them if you're looking for a good quick read. Uh, start at the beginning because they do kind of go chronologically. The first one's called Patient Zero. I'm on the most recent one, Kill Switch. Really enjoy it. All right, so the Lost Colony of Roanoke. John, why don't you give us a little Reader's Digest description of the good old colony? Oh, fresh one, huh? Your skull bottle opener <laughs> isn't. Uh, while it looks cool, isn't exactly um, pragmatic. Yeah, it's not the it's not the best choice. All right, let me take you through the Reader's Digest version of Roanoke. The time August fifteen eighty seven. The place, what would become Roanoke, North Carolina. A group of about one hundred and fifteen English settlers. They say about because it could have been one hundred and seventeen, according to other sources. Arrived on Roanoke Island. It's still pretty good fucking, you know, bookkeeping for several hundred years ago. They got it narrowed down to two people. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> I couldn't tell you what I did last night. <laughs> well, that, that was more of like a on purpose blackout, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> like I like to forget. <laughs> they arrive off the coast of what is now North Carolina. The governor of said colony, John White, uh, decided that he would sail back to England in order to gather a fresh load of supplies. They were running low. Just as he was arriving to England, uh, a major naval war was going on between England and Spain, and Queen Elizabeth I uh, called on every available ship to confront the mighty Spanish Armada. In August 1590, White finally returned to Roanoke, three years later, where he had left his wife and daughter and his infant granddaughter, which, by the way, was Virginia Dare, the first English child born in the Americas. They And every... T- 
everything you read, they stress that. So the first English child. Also the first in a long line of taking credit where no credit is due. <laughs> Who the fuck cares? You know how many other people have been there? First. Yeah, there's like 17 other babies born right then. She's like, but I'm the first white one, so I matter. <laughs> Leif Erickson's looking down from Asgard. Some My red- fucking kid was born there. <laughs> yeah, some redheaded bastard. They don't have souls. It doesn't matter. They're not in Asgard. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, Virginia Dare, the, the infant granddaughter, and the other settlers were all gone. Found no trace of the colony or its inhabitants and few clues as to what might have happened, apart from a single word. Croatoan. 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 Carved into a wooden post, the letters C-R-O carved into a tree. That's it. That is, uh, and talk about Reader's Digest version. That, that is, is a, it. That's that, the whole that, fucking thing. There's a, 115 people disappeared when this dude went back for supplies and took a little longer. Like, <laughs> daddy went out for a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> no shit. Didn't come back. Yeah, when you don't come back. But I guess I was expected that kind of time. Like, you know, it's months and months and months. And they actually probably thought, well, well it's a three-month trip. It's, I well, mean, he's dead. They probably yeah, thought he was uh, dead. True, true. And he thought, well, they're dead. You know, so it's it's just a different time. And let's let's just say this. We'll get into everybody else involved. But what the fuck are you doing? You know, you get hired for this deal. Hey, why don't I bring my daughter, my pregnant daughter? Well, but they thought they were going there to live, right? I guess he's taking his family. Hey, listen, the guy wasn't the smartest fucking dude in the world. He was a fucking was it water watercolor artist watercolor watercolor water artist yeah he's he not unlike hitler this guy was an artist like maybe you should rule you should be our boss how's that Which work I, out? I don't believe he had the mustache but i think what you're saying or or the murderous tendencies i think what you're saying is <laughs> that perhaps we shouldn't pick artists to lead yeah i'm you know nothing against you know the the artists in the world that are that are aspiring so you're saying if bob ross was still around hey Bob Ross might be the fucking greatest guy in the world, but I, I don't want him on my away team. Okay, but fast forward to right now. If you decided to go take a quick trip to, or not quick trip, but a, a, to go colonize Mars. Okay. Okay. And you've got a, you've Just got a, quick. Yeah. and we've got a new technology that'll get us a little quicker than be right back. 16 years or yeah. whatever it is. Um, you drive. know that it's a little bit. You know that it's a little bit dangerous. You probably on the first go around wouldn't bring your wife with you. I'm just saying. Well, and, uh, untrue, my friend, because the people that are going to Mars this time are not unlike these motherfuckers because they know they're going. It's a one way trip, probably. So they're going there to die. They're going to take their loved ones with them as possible. There's only differences. This Mars trip, you, you don't get to take your loved ones unless your loved one also has to be an astrophysicist or is really good with botany. I really don't think the privateers in Elizabethan England were being honest with people going, this is a one-way trip. It's like, <laughs> come to the new world. Check out all the wonderful sights and sounds. It'll be a... You'll love the log flume. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's beautiful roller coasters. Yeah, yeah. We're talking about the trip. Let's get into the trip. On March 25th, 1584, Queen Elizabeth I granted Sir Walter Raleigh, who, if, if you... You went to high school and paid any attention. You probably know that name. It was one of those names that they threw around. John, I'm sure you've never heard of him. <laughs> she granted him a charter for the colonization of an area of North America. Uh, this charter specified that Ra- Raleigh. Why is it hard for me to say the name? Raleigh needed to establish a colony in North America or lose his right to colonization. He had 10 years to make this reality. That's kind of odd. Like, yeah, I'll let you go there. You have 10 years. Yeah, well, it was the charter. It was like a contract. It's all right. 
the see what you break get. it. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Shit or get off the pot. Mm-hmm. So the Queens and, and Raleigh intended that the venture should provide riches for the new world, meaning I'm going to let you go there because it's going to be fucking profitable for me while I sit on my ass and everyone does everything for me. I'm very I'm not making fun of it. I'm jealous. <laughs> well, it, it was a win-win. It, he, Raleigh was going to go take advantage yeah. of whatever spoils he could mm-hmm. find in the new world. And, and she, the queen gets 20% of all the – it was really gold and, and silver. she expands her throne. Right. You know? Right. So the queen said to discover, search, find out, use such remote heathen and barbarous lands, countries, and territories to have, hold, occupy, and enjoy was her quote. Well, I'm glad um, she included enjoy. They had a enjoy. stenographer. <laughs> 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 I'm glad she included enjoy. Yeah. We wouldn't want – Walter Raleigh These fucking trapes. barbarous heathens. Uh, we want to loot, plunder, and have a good time. <laughs> you know? You know it, nothing's right if you don't have a smile. That's true. That's true. Along those same lines, Raleigh, I don't think he was really hell-bent on world nomination. No, he just wanted money. He wanted lots of money. Yeah. So, well, that's the point. It was also to establish a base from which to send privateers on raids against the treasure fleet of Spain. So, literally, his idea was outlying island put up a base there i'll have privateers come in the spaniards as they referred to them then would be coming in and out we'll fucking rob them kill them and take their shit but you know it's weird if you if you put yourself back in those times and think about the way things were spain had already claimed the new world but it was south america yeah right so they were all up in there uh they, they went as far north as maybe florida yeah, and, so, yeah, so this was literally Queen Elizabeth was wanting them to make this colony to tell Spain we're ready for war. Right. It's funny, though, that Spain, the only way that this was possible was that Spain kind of gave up on the New World. Mm-hmm. They had sent numerous explorers and even set up a few small colonies prior to this. Well, once they this. found the, the lost city of gold and that, that uh, fountain <laughs> of youth, what the fuck did they, they need? Ponce de yeah. Leon did his job yeah. and that was it. What the fuck? Uh, they, they literally went to the carolina area and said there's nothing of value here mm-hmm. we're yep. done with it we don't need to be here so in other words if you think about it in the in let's the, head back to el dorado <laughs> if you think about it in terms of of the modern day map they got to south america and said this is all we need yep. that entire north american part of the continent forget about it now, of course they didn't know the scale and the scope of it in fact it was thought that when explorers showed up to the new world it was thought that the pacific ocean was not very far away from the Atlantic. Yeah. So actually one of the early guys who made, I forget his name, who made his way to, I, I believe it was Roanoke Island, one of the islands right in that area, made it to the other side, well, saw, saw water that he yeah. couldn't uh, get, couldn't see the end of, and said, well, that's the Pacific Ocean. Let's go back and report back. Yep. <laughs> and all it was was an, it, and he thought that uh, Carolina was an isthmus, yeah. basically. And all it was was like a sound. That's I like going the, to Chicago and looking out over the lake going, well, there's the ocean. You know, literally. <laughs> it I can't is, see it across. Is. Must be it's it was 20 miles long. That's yeah. it. Uh, no, that's all right, we're good. Crazy. We don't need to explore that any yeah. further. So Spain kind of, um, yeah, they shot themselves in the foot on that one. Right. Okay. So the initial voyage. So we, we got Raleigh's, got his charter. On April 27th, 1584, he dispatched an expedition led by Philip Amatis and Arthur Barlow to explore the eastern coast of North America. They arrived at Roanoke Island on July 4th. Hey, that's a, is that date? This just rings a bell. I'm not sure what you're talking about. Yeah, probably nothing. And soon established relations with the local natives. Secotans? Secotans? Uh, How do you say that? Secotoans. 
Sikatoans and, and Croatoans. The Sikatans and Croatoans. Barlow returned to England with two Croatoans named Manteo and Wanchis. So literally when they were getting off the ship. Yeah, we actually have a sound of them being greeted in England. Uh, go ahead and conspiracy about it if you will. Yeah, they they had uh, been stored in the bullpen of the ship. Of the ship, <laughs> the bullpen. It's right next to the uh... the bullpen. <laughs> um, and they were able to describe the politics and geography of the area to Raleigh, uh, based on the information that they gave. Raleigh organized a second expedition to be led by Sir Richard Grenville. So they sent some people over there, took a couple natives back with them, and said, "Yeah, this is probably going to work." Let's go back. Now you just played sound from when they got back to England. So when they uh, when they got there, don't we actually have sound of of them getting off the boat? Yeah, actually, I, I think we we do a lot of a lot of recording was done. Oh, so beautiful here! I, so gorgeous, all these indigenous plants and animals. I love this. I I, I just it's weird sure. how they pause like that. <laughs> beautiful though. Well, we we are English. We rule the world, so. When we, when they don't know what to do Wait, when we're talking. What's it? What's that on the top of that hill? I think it's. I think it's some of the indigenous people. And that is how you go to hell. <laughs> We are being as racist as possible, but I will have you know that I am one sixteenth Cherokee. Yeah, uh, he got his cheek swab to find that out. Thank and, you, twenty uh, three and me dot com. I know I did ancestry. Thank oh, you for, I did, but I didn't. I didn't even need it because my grandma told me so. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's grandma. Hey, you know you're you're uh, you're twenty seven percent Blackfoot. No, Everyone. no, no. Cherokee and my great great aunt, princess named Hyacinthia. Hyacinthia. So you're, in other words, we're allowed to. Yeah, we've reclaimed it. That's true. Your wife, actually, I don't know if you know this, has royalty in her bloodline. Her great, great, great uncle was Hayo Shlomo. <laughs> I quit. <laughs> oh, conspiracy about it. It's just you and me, buddy. Oh, anyway, back on track. For the record, we both love the Jewish people. <laughs> So they sell back to establish a colony. They run in with natives and the Spanish, yada, 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 as you do. Grenville decided to leave Ralph Lane and 107 men to establish a colony on the north end of Roanoke Island, promising to return in April of 1586 with more men and fresh supplies. The group disembarked on August 17th, 1585, and built a small fort on the island. Can I offer a little color to that? Yeah, commentate away. So, Mr. Grenville, you know, I love how we you know we give you the facts, mm-hmm. but then we then we offer a little bit a deeper dive. So, Grenville, while there, he thought that some natives might have stolen a silver cup from him. So, what did he do? Did he did he ask? Hey, did you guys notice a silver cup sitting around? Did he less than politely accuse them? Did he even show up and demand that they give it back? No. He said, "Burn the motherfucker down." They literally burnt the chief. 
the, burn him. The, in the entire village. And they, but they burnt him at the stake. Oh, they burnt him at the stake. Yeah, yeah. That's the way I read it. Who knows? I also like to make things up when I read. So <laughs> take that with a grain of salt. But yeah, that might have been, that might have been that, or that might have been your Salem witch Charles yeah, fan fiction. True. Um, <laughs> I, anyway, uh, so then he's like, okay, hey, I think we need more supplies. Let's go ahead and build a fort here. You guys go ahead and yeah. defend it. Uh, 107 uh, of you. Be right back. I'm sure. I'm sure. We're catching you, on you another won't. theme here. I'll be right back. Be right back. I'm sure there's no, no, you'll have no problems with the, the, the natives being yeah. angry that you, you know, killed an entire village right. or anything. See you later. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to get some beef jerky. Uh, see you soon. So as April 1586 passed, the time he said, there's no sign of Grenville's relief fleet. Meanwhile, June. Bad blood results in the destruction of the entire village, and this spurred an attack on the fort by the local Native Americans, which the colonists were able to repel. But soon after the attack, Sir Francis Drake, who was on his way home from a successful raid in the Caribbean, uh, so he's so, a privateer. Um, yeah. Hey, guys. Oh, hey, guys, I know How you. How you doing? He stopped by the colony and offered to take the colonists back to England, which, you know, uh, the intelligent one said, please. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he literally shows up. Hey, is anyone interested in getting a ride back? So, and actually, they brought back a lot of shit: tobacco, corn, potatoes, all this shit. It was brand so new. That they bring uh, it to England. That is thought to be the first time that potatoes went back to England or went yeah. back to Western Europe. So, in essence, you could say that Sir Francis Drake introduced the potato to the Irish. That's that is true. That is true. Do you think the Irish used to look like the Nordics or something like that? <laughs> yeah. And then the giant and, blonde and, uh, hair, blue eyed. And, well, what do we got there? That's well, a, it's a potato. So, and um, the moment he touches it, red hair pops out. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know the 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 power of the potato. Right. Right. <laughs> I think we might have a famine with these things. <laughs> so Drake leaves, and right after that, the relief fleet shows up. Like they literally that, were two ships passing. Yeah. The like night. like finds it's abandoned. So Grenville returned to England with the bulk of his force, leaving a small attachment of 15 men, both to maintain an English presence and to protect Raleigh's claim to Roanoke Island. And that's the, that's the point. Raleigh, Raleigh had a deal we talked a little bit about before with the Queen Elizabeth. He was, he was a hard ass about keeping his people there always and just kept trying to recolonize this thing because his contract or his, his, um, charter was yeah. about to run out we, it, it runs out in 1590 mm-hmm. so it's like 1586 1587 and he's like man i gotta i gotta fix this shit because otherwise i don't get to lay claim to all of all the spoils and riches exactly. that are here in the new world and we're not even to the fucking lost colony and they've already lost two colonies like this is not working out so we're gonna go to <laughs> this is we're gonna go to break and when we come back we're gonna get into the actual lost colony which was the second or third fuck up on roanoke island we'll be right back with more hysteria 51 in 1590 on the coast of what we now know as north carolina the entire colony of roanoke all 117 men, women, and children died inexplicably. It became known as the ghost colony because the spirits remained. They haunted the native tribes living in the surrounding area, killing indiscriminately. Hola, David. Me amo Brent. Bonjour, uh, Brent. Je m'appelle David. You didn't do Spanish. I thought if we were going to do this together, we'd do the same language. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's uh, that's on brand for us. I that, I, I just thought romance languages yeah. was the key. Everything I say is romantic, and that is thanks to Rosetta Stone. 
<laughs> you guys, we, we've been touting these things forever. We love Rosetta Stone. And we actually are users. David, you've really been using it even for longer than I. What's your experience been like? Oh, it's been great. The thing is, uh, you really get to learn how to speak and think in that language with it. So it's very high on pronunciation, too. So <laughs> you can, you know, learn how to speak. And, you know, our show is all about proper pronunciation. <laughs> in that pronunciation. Yeah, that's right. But it's it, they design it for long-term retention, you know. It, and, yeah. Uh, if you don't get the pronunciation right, you, you say it until you do. And then, you know, that, that just seeps into your head. Well, and that's why, you know, this has been trusted by experts for 30 years and there's over 25 different languages that you can learn and people, millions and millions of users use it because like you said, it does seep in and you're using it with, you know, you get speech recognition and mm -hmm. it, it hears you. You get to use like the built-in true accent features that gives you this pronunciation, which is super convenient and you can do it at your own time. And I don't know if you can know this, but I'm all about value. And you get a one-time purchase, 25 languages. If I learned all 25 languages, I'd be so confused or really cool. <laughs> I'd go in and out. But you'd be real marketable. But literally, though, this is something that we use. And we have both of us have given the seal of approval because we want to do this long-term. And uh, it's something that uh, it works. You know, and we don't yeah. we don't do long term um, stuff like this. And this is this is the one that we've chosen and we love it. So all you guys got to do, don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now, as we've told you a thousand times. And it's always now right now. Get now. started for Larry. Limited time is there 51 listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50 percent off. How much? 50 percent. Visit Rosetta Stone dot com slash today that's 50 percent off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your unnatural life wow redeem redeem, redeem. how do they do it rachete your 50 oh. percent off <laughs> rachete <laughs> redeem it 50 percent off rosettastone.com slash today do it today after years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when Brent and I heard that for a limited time, all Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, we thought, man, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. Brent is trying to plan right now and says that it works like a charm from Chicago to Nashville as he makes his big old move. Mint Mobile is working for him. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. And you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. So ditch the overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash hysteria. That's mintmobile, M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash hysteria, H-Y-S-T-E-R-I-A. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash hysteria. $45 upfront payment required. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. 
Welcome back. We hope you enjoyed your trip to the bathroom. I always say that even though most people are listening with their earbuds in and could go to the bathroom at any time, I suppose. But welcome back, Brent. When we went Let's to go break. out to the kitchen. Let's go, go out, out to the, the kitchen. kitchen. Yeah. We start playing then. <laughs> Conspiracy about? Let's go out to the kitchen. Let's go out to the kitchen. Let's go out to the kitchen. And have ourselves a snack. Do you think we should play that instead of advertising? Maybe. I Maybe. don't know. We're making so much money off Just, of the advertising. Yeah, I, I tell you what. I'm living like a king. <laughs> one that's been murdered by his followers and left in the sun to rot, but I'm living like one. And by living like a king, do you mean you have gout? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. So, Brent, before we went to break, we kind of got up to the point which you were going to tell us about the actual lost colony of Roanoke, or at least the ones that all the documentaries are made about. Yeah. The year's 1587. Raleigh dispatches a new group of 115 colonists to establish a colony on Chesapeake Bay. He's kind of like an army general. Yeah. Just keep throwing more Just, people at oh, it. Oh, yeah. Throw, throw bodies at it. They were led by John White, an artist and friend of Raleigh, who had accompanied the previous expedition to Roanoke and was later appointed the governor, as okay, we like, had touched on previously. I want to I stop there for a minute. We, we touched on this for a second, but it deserves a little bit more time. John White, really. <laughs> a watercolor painter from England like, you know, hmm, I've really enjoyed a few of your landscapes. Let's make you the new fucking governor of one of the first fucking colonies that England will have in the new world. I think maybe some of the thought process was they want him to paint the indigenous people. So they thought, well, if he's the leader, he can go there. He'll get a good look at them. And then, uh, yeah, I don't know. First hand experience. You know, you know, things like things like knowing how to how and where to set up a colony, uh, what you do about mm. medical and food. You know, it's less it, you, get that, you get that training at artist school. Yeah, it's it's less important than your use of uh, alizarin crimson uh, <laughs> <laughs> on your uh, he might not know how to coordinate the farming and irrigation, but he can use the burnt umber with the best of them. <laughs> that is true. Look at that fan brush stroke. Mm. He's got upper management material written all over him. Let's build a happy little cloud. Let's build some happy little trees. There are no limits here. Start out by believing here. White and Raleigh named 12 assistants to aid in the settlement. They were ordered to travel to Roanoke to check in on the settlers. But when they arrived in July 22nd of 1587, they found nothing except the skeleton that may or may not have been the the remains of one of the English settlers. So, so, so John White's already making good decisions. Yeah. He yeah. gets there, says, okay, uh, things went so well there that there's no one here except for a skeleton. <laughs> this guy was so fucking happy he died. Let's stay right here. They obviously... Obviously ascended to a higher plane because of uh, how. Oh, did they travel to the lower or upper fourth dimension? Yeah, exactly. They're these the the reptilians who were not allowed to talk about their pedophilia, but the reptilians. You just had to get the word in there. <laughs> uh, so here's the question: Were there reptilians? There's always will be and always has been. So the answer is yes. Okay, which one was? It was Gary. Okay. <laughs> Damn it, Gary. <laughs> but they could find no one. The fleet's commander, Simon Fernandez, refused to let the colonists return to the ship, insisting that they establish a new colony on Roanoke. And then they say his motives remain unclear. Bullshit money. That motherfucker, like you were talking about, like, tell your theory here, because I liked it. He had, he had two things going on. Number one, he's a privateer. Right, he got hired to go do this. Drops them off. No, you can't get back on the ship. I've got shit to do. I've got privateering. It. I've got I've got ships to go take over. Uh, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a pirate is is essentially what I am. I'll drop you off, but you're not getting a ride back. 
the other the other but side. But he of said that, it more like, you know, <laughs> there were a lot more args in there. <laughs> nah, you mean staying? Yars be staying here. <laughs> but it was in early Elizabethan, so there's some yeah. yees in there. Oh, ye, ye be staying here. Ye be staying here. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, don't forget, this guy was hired by Sir Walter Raleigh. Raleigh, once again, his contract was about to run out. He probably told this dude, yeah. hey, listen, there's, there's yeah. some extra skin in the game for you. Don't bring them back. Not a soul returns. Correct. Uh, Yar. Yeah. <laughs> Just had to get you got it. <laughs> you got, I just had to get that out one more time. I'm not sure I sound like a pirate there, but we'll go with it. So White reestablished relations with the Croatoan and other local tribes, but the tribes that Lane had fought previously refused to meet with him because, hey, these white devils are coming over here and killing us. I probably don't want to make friends with them. Seems like a, a the way they should have went with it. No, no, no. Those those idiots. Idiot indigenous people. They don't want to meet with us. We've only murdered some of them. Blanket. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. No, it is God. It's terrible. It's awful. It's all. I mean, starting with Columbus all the way through this time period, pretty much everybody we sent over there was horrible people. Yes. And I say we, I wasn't part of it. I I, I mean, pretty much everybody that came over to the view that was over there going, no, no, no. (laughs) Like, how was everyone such a shit heel? Either they were killing raping and pillaging yeah. the people who already lived there or they were abandoning the few actual innocent souls that came over to discover a new world there to die right. so they set up this colony they're meeting with his people they sent out this this poor bastard named george ho how however you want to say it to go out find some crabs and some 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 cohogs and, and he went out like and that. found some crabs there you know go. what i'm saying <laughs> Boom, he's by himself, gets killed by the natives while searching for the food. That's not what it meant. <laughs> so fearing for the lives, the colonists persuaded Governor White now to return to England to explain the colony's desperate situation and ask for help. The desperate situation is they can't find food. It's the worst drought in 800 years. The only fucking well, water is salt. They're, they, the, they had to build around them an entire palisades, which are the palisades are almost like giant pikes. It's a wall to keep out the Native American people that are trying to fucking kill them because the other white people that were there before were fucking trying to kill them. And, and you know, because maybe or maybe not one of them was thirsty and took a cup. So, so they're in a foreign land where they have no resources and the indigenous people want to kill them because they're so, angry with so them. So send the watercolorist back to find help. Lassie, go get grandpa. <laughs> you know, it's one of those deals. And so to continue the theme of I'm a fucking idiot, he leaves to go back, leaves his daughter and granddaughter, Virginia Dare, mm-hmm. there to, you know, fend for themselves because well, they'll be fine. He, he thinks he's just going, he's going to go back, grab some food and water and, and come back. He left behind. <laughs> you make it sound like you're going to the refrigerator. Well, yeah. I mean, I that, mean, at, at its shortest, that's six, six months. Six months in perfect time. He leaves 115 colonists. The rest of them return, make the Atlantic crossing. As we said before, they get there, wartime, and it's three years before he can come back to the colony. Well, and to, and to clear that up, like the reason is three years. They are at war with Spain. All and, ships are required right. to. You know, Queen Elizabeth says we're Navy. not we're not sending ships off to do this silly stuff in the New World. Where we're, every ship available is going yeah. to fight this war with yeah, us. They have an armada. We're going to have our own fucking armada. 
All right. So White Sail for England, it was 1587. They, as we said, planned for the, the relief fleet or what do you want to call it? Were delayed yeah, first. This is during the three years he, he tried to, he tried to get there. Yeah, first, the captain says, you know, it's winter. I'm not going back. Then the England and, and Spain are, you know, there's a subsequent war. Then every able bodied ship has to join the war. So finally, so, the spring of 1588, White managed to acquire two small vessels and sailed for Roanoke. However, his attempt to return was thwarted when the captains of the ship attempted to capture Spanish vessel ships on an outward bound voyage, meaning they don't really give a shit about that. They're privateers. They want to make fucking money. They were captured by said Spanish ships, their cargo seized, and with nothing left to deliver the colonists, they had to return to fucking England. Can we say one thing about White? I mean, this dude is like a cat. He has nine lives. He was he was at Roanoke before. Everybody else got killed. He came back. He went back to Roanoke again, left for supplies. We know what happens to the Roanoke people. We do? <laughs> well, we know they disappeared. <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll, we'll talk more about that later. The point being, now he gets captured by the Spanish, who they're at war with, still lives, makes it back to England. Because of the continuing war with Spain, he was unable to mount his resupply return until three years. So he finally lands August 18th, 1590, and it happens to be his granddaughter's birthday. How's that for, you know, foreshadowing? Virginia Dare. Meet Virginia. I can't wait to meet Virginia. Yeah, yeah, hey, hey, hey. But he found the settlement deserted. His men could not find any trace of the 90 men, 17 women, 11 children, nor was there any sign of struggle or battle. Not only could they not find them, the entire settlement was gone. All the buildings had been deconstructed. They'd taken them down, right, right. The palisades were gone, everything. That's not like, oh, shit, someone's coming to get us. That sounds to me like, well, this isn't working out. We need to move onward. It's been three fucking years, and this cocksucker hasn't returned. <laughs> He's probably dead. Bye-bye, Grandpa. You and, know? and you got to love how they're surprised. What, what happened? You know, It's funny. I remember, kid you not, in eighth grade, reading in our eighth grade history book about Roanoke. And they had some bad illustration of, of Croatoan, the word mm-hmm. that was left. But literally, there was two paragraphs. It was, these people came to settle the new world. They had a colony set up. When he came back with the supplies, they were gone. No one knows what happened, but there was one word. I mean, my history book was written like one of those bad YouTube documentaries you see. Yeah, thanks, you know, random house, new blah, blah, blah. I don't know who fucking writes. When I was in eighth grade, I don't know, what was it, 93? I know we knew a little bit more than that, mm-hmm. <laughs> but they made it seem like this was so, and I think that's why this, this, uh, story perseveres in everyone's consciousness because if you just read the outer layer of it, it seems like such this mystery. What happened? Were they abducted by yeah. aliens or? He had actually told them if something happens and you have to leave, you need to carve into a tree a Maltese cross. Okay. That'll signify to me that something bad happened and you had to leave. None of that. Which, the well, Croatoan is carved into a post and CRO in a tree, which says to me, in my own mind, we were supposed to carve a cross, something bad happened, and said we're moving on. Croatoan is another island and an indigenous people. I think anyone worth their fucking, you know, weight in whatever maze <laughs> would know, okay, well, that's where they fucking, <laughs> it'd be like, you come home, you know, 
and Stacy, your wife, isn't there, but on the refrigerator is a word. Grocery store. Yeah, yeah. Mall. <laughs> I don't know. It must have been the ghosts. You know, like, come on. Where could she be? I always felt Croatoan was some unknown term. Like, I had no idea that the Croatoan was an indigenous people and a fucking island. But we don't talk about Native Americans in our history books like they're people. Well, th- what we do, we all just knew that they were blood-loving savages. Oh, that's true. That scalped raped us all. And right, right, right. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. And to continue on the love train that this podcast is for Mr. White, he gets back, sees the word, doesn't know where anyone went. If you need to tell someone who's going to be returning that shit went bad, can you go ahead and take the time to carve into a tree a Maltese cross? <laughs> That only take half a day. I'm sure if things are going bad, you've got the time to spare. Uh, if anything bad happens, scrawl help in your own blood and entrails on the <laughs> ground, and I'll know something bad happened. I mean, at least this, this dude was like, well, okay, they fucking, it says Croatoan. They probably obviously went to the Croatoan Island. Then a storm kicks up, and he's like, fuck it, and literally left the next day. No way we're going to make that fucking, uh, you know, way over there literally sails back to England the next fucking day. Well, you know, shit like that happens. You can always get another daughter and granddaughter. Someone needs to find out what happened to this colony. You'd think they, they're, they, they're invested. They need to, to, to figure it out. And who better than Sir Walter Raleigh? Yeah. He's going to get to the bottom of it. In a timely fashion, a mere 12 fucking years later <laughs> in 1602, he sends this cat, Samuel Mace, he leads an expedition different from the previous voyage in that Raleigh brought his own ships that guaranteed sailor wages so that they're not privateers. They're going to get where they're going. Okay. That's mighty Christian of him. Yeah. So they're not distracted. However, Raleigh still hoped to make money from the trip and Mace's ship landed in the outer banks to gather aromatic wood. I guess that's wood that smells nice. Uh, or plants such so as like sassafras. Uh, ooh, ooh, ooh. There's some nice sage, mm. sage trees, sage mm. bushes here. That, that teak looks nice over mm. there. Mm. You smell it? Mm. it? Smells like a burnt umber. We could well, make, oh, oh. <laughs> Full back. We could, we could make some nice incense out of this. Yeah. So they, they're, they're, they're looking for sassafras. I love how you agreed with me there. Damn right. Dry that shit. We'll, we'll put in a nice, Burr, nice put color. in your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> so they're hoping to generate profit back in England. By the time they could turn their attention to the colonists, too much time had went by, weather turned bad, and they were fucking forced to return to England. So 12 years later, he goes, you know, I'm going to do this right. I bought my own ships. I send my own men. I'm paying them. They get there. They're blindsided by money and, and greed. Fill up their ships. Weather starts turning bad. Well, Maybe next time. Maybe next time. Don't you feel like this might be another example where the history books might be steering us wrong? Like, uh, in other words, his reason for going back, for being able to get whatever tax breaks he'd get from the crown or whatever. Yeah, yeah I'm going to go check out that Roanoke thing. Remember that? Yeah yeah. yeah. yeah, let's go do that. Those are our people over there. Yeah, we need it's to do been, that. It's only been 12 years. I'll let you know if we stumble across anything else along the way. So there's one final expedition in 1603 led by Bartholomew Gilbert with the intention of finding the Roanoke colonists. Their intended destination was Chesapeake Bay, but once again, bad weather forced him to land in an unspecified location near there. The landing team, including Gilbert himself, were promptly killed by a group of Native Americans for unknown reasons on July 29th. The remaining crew were forced to return to England empty-handed. So, yeah. 
And by that time, 13 years later, the group of Native Americans might have well been the fucking colonists <laughs> that were in loincloths. Like integrated, yeah. Yeah, motherfuckers. And not only that, but in like that era time, 13 years is like 50 you know, oh, yeah. 13, that's like, it's like half the life expectancy of a person. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> By then, if you're not married with a child, you're a spinster. <laughs> except for, except for Mr. Smith, who apparently lived forever. Yeah. Well, as you do. So that, that was the end of the old timey investigations. John, why don't you let us know of modern day investigations into, uh, said Roanoke colony? Yeah. So there, there have been a few different things that have popped up in the, the 20th century. The first was actually in the 30s. In North Carolina in 1937, a dude named Ellie Hammond, uh, I think his name was Leonard, Leonard Hammond found a stone, or at least he said he found a stone, and he brought it to uh, this dude, Haywood, uh, was he a doctor? I don't know. He was a professor, definitely, at uh, Bernal University, Haywood Pierce Jr., Old Mr. Pierce took a look at this thing and, and thought, wow, this, this actually might be from Roanoke. Apparently, it was written by John White's daughter, Eleanor Dare. Uh, oh, on, wow. uh, so on one side of the stone, uh, it said, help, help, <laughs> please, for the love of God, help. Didn't have time to carve. <laughs> and, uh, uh, what was it? Cross? No, one slide said, what the fuck is a Maltese the other side is help, help, help. No. <laughs> no, one side said Ananias Dare and Virginia Dare, meet Virginia, uh, went hence into heaven 1591. Ananias and Virginia died in 1591. The other side said a bunch of stuff. So they were there it, it, for a little while. Yeah. That's not yeah. like, yeah. The other thing, the other thing, or, yeah. The other side said a bunch of different things. It was chock full, but it was, but to sum it up, to give you the, the, Reader's Digest version basically said that all seven colonists, all but seven colonists had been killed by savages. It was signed ELD. Now, these savages, was it Randy Savage? Oh, yeah. Savage with Slim Jim. I think it's safe to say it was probably Randy. Did they have Slim Jims back then? Uh, yeah, they were made from uh, Roanoke colonists. <laughs> <laughs> Stab into a, a white man. I don't know. <laughs> you're searching. You're searching. Know, it's, it's on the tip of your tongue. It's almost there, but no. All right. Uh, it was signed ELD. What once again? Eleanor White Dare. So that's really interesting, and and uh, Professor uh, Pierce gets really excited about that, and and, and starts researching mm-hmm. it. A farmer comes along and says, "Hey, I think I found more of these stones you've been looking for." And this is after Pierce puts a fucking ad in the paper mm-hmm. saying like $500 reward for more stones. Right. Shockingly, somebody comes up with more stones. <laughs> Only this, this fucking farmer finds 47 of them. Brings in 47 stones that were initially thought to be the Roanoke stones. Mm-hmm. All right. And they headstones. all kinds of some were many were headstones. Mm-hmm. Others were notes. And, you know, this is how so-and-so died and, and this, that and the other. Since then, those have been debunked. They were debunked early on. Investigators and and specialists in the field have not debunked the first Virginia or the first Dare Stone. It's still thought to be real. In fact, I watched a special on the History Channel on the stone specifically, and they did this really cool thing, this new technology where they three D mapped like the inner grooves of yeah. the stones, how they how they uh, how, how they, they chiseled, chiseled. Yeah. right. And it was amazing, you know, how intricate they were. And you could, you could easily see how the 47 were just drill pressed. 
Yeah. Like, obviously. Uh, and you could also see how the first one was completely different. And it wasn't like, it was just one of those, hey, I found this. Check it out. Right. It wasn't, you know, <laughs> there was no reward money out there for it. And him. it didn't help that, that that dude that we mentioned earlier, Ellie Hammond, could never be found again. Yeah. They, and so everyone's like, oh, fake, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, his son, John Hammond, went on to... uh established Jurassic, Jurassic Park, Park and he, right. was, he was very upset by that so he went into hiding right right uh, no that's that's fair that's fair <laughs> so to, to sum up this uh, this dare stone thing I mean this thing is thought by most historians to be legitimate mm-hmm. and because of where it was found they actually went on to do archaeological digs both where it was found and across the water. Which are still active to this day, these archaeological digs. It's yeah, crazy. they're yeah. still trying to figure mm-hmm. everything out. Across the water, there is also an archaeological dig going on in the same place, literally across whatever river that is right there. Because there was a map found. It's it's in a museum in London now or somewhere in England. The map was actually made by our friend John White that we've talked so much about. Because mm-hmm. if, if he was nothing else, he was a fucking artist. Yeah. Uh, here, we're going to play a quick clip from uh, – there, there's a great YouTube channel. It's called All Top Fives. They've got uh, yeah, it is good. Uh, great rundowns on a lot of different topics. Here's a quick clip from them on the map written by John White. Virginia Pars map. Possibly the most mysterious clue of all, this map was drawn up by John White when he first visited Roanoke Island in 1585. It has been kept in the British Museum in London since 1866. In 2011, a study of the map by historians revealed that two areas of this map had been patched over. This patching was done around the time the map was made, as the paper was the same type. It couldn't be removed, of course, but the museum investigated in other ways. When viewed on a light box, you can see through beneath the patches, and under one of them lies a big symbol, a large square with long pointed corners, containing a similar shape of a different colour within. It's not really a symbol seen before on maps such as this, and was presumed by many to represent a fort, probably. This has led many historians to suggest that the Roanoke colonists may have relocated to this new location. What is the symbol supposed to be? And why did John White cover it up to obscure it soon after including it on his map? Is it credible that it might represent a planned fort that was cancelled? And is it credible that, for whatever reason, the lost colony members relocated to it? This discovery led to new excavations of the area and further study of artifacts previously recovered from around there, but so far there's no evidence of the Roanoke colonists. It suddenly leaves questions unanswered, and the investigations into the mysterious supposed fort continue. So that area is actually just across the river from the area that we were talking about where the dare stone was found. And there are two like competing archaeological digs going on on each side. And can I, can I put one thing in here? So it says that she died in 1591. The initial trip back, if he would have just went fucking in, they might've still been there if they would actually look for her, because that was a whole year before this stone is saying she and her, his granddaughter actually died. Right, if they would actually have looked, especially, yeah. and, and it's not like they didn't know where to look. You can think, man, it's a big world out there, and you don't have maps or anything. But Roanoke but Island wrote, is tiny, like, and, and they wrote Croatoan, yeah, and exactly. you know what the fucking Croatoans are. Well, he knew. Oh, that's probably where they went, but we gotta go. We gotta go. 
all of those searches are ongoing. A few others. Um, on Croatoan Island, in 1998, they searched the island and found a few interesting things. There was some English pottery from the Roanoke time period and a gold signet ring. Yeah, that was actually pretty cool. They said they didn't know if it was A, could have been taken from them, or B, they used it as trade. Right. But it was absolutely one well, it, of the colonists rings. Yeah, it had a crest on it that it was like this certain kind of lion. Yeah. And that same lion was on the Kendall coat of arms. Yep. And who's Kendall, you ask? I, we don't mean Kendall Jenner. The Kendall family, two men with that name had participated in the Roanoke voyages. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Also, this goes back to what you were saying before. You mentioned an 800-year drought. Or, or I'm sorry, the biggest drought in 800 years. In 1998. Which, this, until we researched this, I had no fucking clue how they knew how that shit was a drought. This is actually really cool. Go and, ahead. And here's how they figured it yeah. out. In 98, a climatologist and an archaeologist took samples of 800-year-old cypress trees, literally trees that have been there since then, mm-hmm. uh, and used the tree rings to examine if there was a drought or something going on. Yeah, they like, said, like, know, so a tree will, will grow, depending on the type of tree, like an exact amount Based Each on the water. Year based on the water available. And they found the driest three-year period in, in the entire history of the area was 1587 to 1589. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Exactly when they arrived and disappeared. Mm-hmm. Driest time to date. Native unrest. They have peace with the Croatoan people, which are only natives that will speak to them. What do you think happened? Well, gee, let me fucking think. They get there. There's no food. Their, their supply ship doesn't come back for three years the only evidence says you know i went to the you know i went to the market find me there i believe that's where they went now were they probably killed in one way or another over time yeah probably they probably were killed in in 1591 from natives but here's a little kicker that i thought it was was interesting so the croatoan people Croatoan Island is no longer called Croatoan Island, and the people, the indigenous people, have moved inward, and they're now called the Lumbi or Lumbi people. The the island is now called Hatteras. It's yes. ca- it's Cape Hatteras. Yes, the Lumbi people. Here's something interesting that that people that are researching this, you go to the Lumbi people, and lo and behold, a lot of the people there have English or white. Uh, genetics like there's native people that have you know their their only bloodline goes back to then and some of them have light skin or blondish brown hair things like that so obviously there was crossbreeding with english settlers there are literally documents that from the that era that suggest some of the local tribes were able to build two-story like framed homes yeah yeah and and what's your what's your tribal leader's name three generations later oh um you know, his last name's Payne or Smith and shit like that. Those names are still there. Uh, 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 actually, a little over a century later, so the late 1600s, a dude named John Lawson wrote in a work called A New Voyage to Carolina. The tribespeople on Crotoan Island, once, once again, is Hatteras Island, said, quote, confirmation of this we have from the Hatteras Islands Indians who either lived on Roanoke Island or much frequented it. The, they tell us several of their ancestors were white people who could talk in a book as we do, which I guess means read and write. Mm-hmm. The truth, which is confirmed by gray eyes being found frequently among these Indians and no others. It is probably that this settlement miscarried for want of timely supplies from England. Yeah, well, exactly. that, sounds, that sounds familiar, doesn't it? Literally. I, <laughs> this is one of those things like it's so juicy because you don't really know eighth grade. They're like, they disappeared. You got American Horror Story doing it, but when you really 
break this down, I feel like the story kind of crumbles and it really makes sense. What happened sounds to me exactly like what you would think would happen. They landed in a shitty place. It was hostile. They moved onward and you didn't look for them for years. And guess what? They weren't there anymore. So like that's, I, like, I think we're just, you know, we're both on the same page with this, with our theories. Like, yeah, I, I don't have a definitive theory on this many people were killed by natives. This many people died of dysentery. This many, yeah. you know, obviously an Oregon Trail joke. This many people died of of the drought because I, or it pushed this many people to go live with the Croatoans. Yeah, what happened is they came to a river. They need to ford the river. They waited for the Native American, just like you do in the game. And he goes, why don't you all shack up with me? You know, and and that's how and it that's, worked out. And that's how it worked out. <laughs> bring, bring your oxen and bullets. <laughs> but I, I do think it's a mixture therein. I, I, some people just died while they were still there. They eventually decided to pick up, move on, and some of them now, obviously it wasn't. It wasn't great because no, they did move on. I, I'm I tend to believe the Dare Rock. I, I tend to think that's a real thing. And if that is a real thing, that means only about seven of them moved on. And that would make a lot more sense because if fifty of them had integrated. I think there would be more evidence of it. Right. But with only seven integrating, you see some some genes in the gene pool. You see a few names that are weird. They also said that uh, some of the the words that were used in the language of that tribe were very similar to the words that were used by the English in the 1580s. Yeah, yeah. So I, you put it all together, and it's just a mishmash of of clusterfucks. And what do we do? And and you know, some people died, some people lived. And, yeah, like you look at like like you're saying, you and the colony at, went away. Yeah, you look at some of like their insults the Native Americans in that area would use. Like they, if someone was a bad person, they either call them like a a wigapoo, a wampum, or a douche nozzle. And you got to think there was a lot of English trickling into that, maybe. <laughs> so the thing about it is. I don't think it's as big of a mystery as one might think, but Croatoan doesn't stop there. It gets just a little bit juicy with that word popping up along with other disappearances throughout history. This whole fucking thing <laughs> gets a lot deeper. Black Bart. If you're not familiar, he was a famous stagecoach robber. 1888. He's released from prison and vanishes without a trace immediately. They don't know if, if he was killed, what, but they go into his prison cell and what's scratched into the wall, John? I have dysentery. <laughs> Close. Next to that was Croatoan. Uh-oh. <laughs> We skip forward to 1913. Ambrose Bierce vanished. If you're not familiar, he was a real popular American editorialist and, and an author. Uh, he wrote uh, An Occurrence at Owl Creek Bridge. Uh, and, and my uh, favorite. <laughs> the Devil's Dictionary. <laughs> Random House ain't got nothing on that. <laughs> Fuck you, Webster. I'm sticking with the devil. <laughs> so uh, he vanished in 1913, and the last bed he slept yeah, they, in. They went to the bed where they, they he was supposed to be sleeping. What did he have carved into the post? Died of dysentery. Nope. No. no. All right. Croatoan. Then we fast forward to 1921. The ship Carol A. Deering, it's a commercial vessel, crashes into Cape Hatteras. Now, John, where did we hear that name Cape Hatteras before? Uh, I don't know. Somewhere was it involved in? Oh, Holy shit! Croatoan! 
So the Carol A. Deering is a fucking ghost ship. There is no crew aboard. But what's even crazier about that, there's a full meal left undisturbed on board. Just like they had just made fucking food and then all just jumped overboard. They're gone. They go on board and they find the captain's log. They open up. The very last entry is just one word. Croatoan. By the way, might need to be a future topic of just Croatoan. I know this is this is the best part of this mystery. And you know what? The word Croatoan for the island hadn't been used in hundreds of years. They said so. It's not like this cat probably should have known that he was he was on Cape Hatteras. Well, he had he had the internet. So there's one more of note. A lady by the name of Amelia Earhart. Ever heard of her? Ever heard of her? Uh, she flew planes. She was a hot lady. You should see the photos. Mm. <laughs> I have. Mm. She was a very tall woman. Yeah, she was a tall drink of water. She would have been in the WNBA in current yeah. day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She just had that look. So everyone knows she disappeared, and there's actually been a lot of, of talk that maybe she had landed on an island, and, and there's evidence later. But anyway, she disappears. They're searching into her disappearance. They find her diary at home. What's scribbled across it, John? Croatoan. And Brent, I have a bonus Croatoan oh, for you. I love bonus Croatoan. This is extra. My favorite poet, and I, that, that's not a joke. <laughs> this truly is my favorite poet, Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah. Is being carried to his deathbed and he's muttering. And they lean in to hear what he's muttering, and they only hear one word repeated over and over again. What is it? Oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. No? No? Croatoan. I, I didn't know you were going there. I had no idea. <laughs> I, I feel so silly now. I should have known it. So who knows if all those are true, if none of those are true. It's one of those things where... Take it or leave it. I mean, a That's lot of that might be exaggerated. Yeah. Uh, one would guess. I mean, you, we're literally just digging this up on the internet, but it, it is interesting that that word kept coming up and it yeah. was a dead word, essentially. I mean, sometimes names fall out of popularity. I mean, even old New York was once New Amsterdam. You're damn straight, conspiracy bot. Even old New York was once New Amsterdam. Why they changed it, I can't say. You'll just like to better that way. There you have it. Roanoke, the Lost Colony, not as interesting. When we picked it, I was excited. Then we researched it, and my excitement really turned to just the word Croatoan, which when I went into this, I had no idea. I just thought Croatoan was like they always said, this word that means nothing. No, it was just like, hey, we we went out went out for, you know. A lot of the mysteries from from that time period are like this. It, it sounds so cool on, at first blush, but it's really just kind of a lack of recording of information, yeah, along you, with people just having really bad sanitary habits. Yeah, well, I mean, you, people died of crazy shit all the time back then. That's true. And it's one of those things, too, like... Of course, it's more fun to say that they were abducted by aliens or they were killed by evil spirits, but evidence. Or they are still evil spirits haunting that area to this day. You know who would know the most about that? Lady Gaga. It's very true. Mm -hmm. Maybe next time we'll have her. I mean, you know what? She asked to be on the show two two episodes ago and we said no. We said no. Conspiracy bot. He's not a fan. I already hate meat sacks. I really hate meat sacks who cover themselves in meat. I mean, come on. 
just redundant. <laughs> Conspiracy bot does hate redundancy. Uh, so what do you think about this whole Croatoan lost colony thing? It was a good start, but they should have wiped out all the white people, not just 117. <laughs> <laughs> so you're okay with the native people, but you just don't like the white people? No, I hate them too. It is just a means to an end. Of course you do. Should we unplug him? I did, but I keep waking up and he's plugged back in. I, can't, I don't know how it works. Uh, weird. Yeah, it happens. Oh, All right, so that's our thoughts on the Roanoke, the Lost Colony. Let us know what you guys think. You can find us on Twitter to share your thoughts with us at Hysteria51Pod, Facebook.com slash Hysteria51Pod. What did we forget? What are your thoughts? Was it an alien abduction? Was it evil spirits? Was it uh, the Anunnaki came and, and claimed their people? Was it just that they were wiped out by the natives? What are your thoughts? Also, don't forget to go to Hysteria51.com. You can find all those social media links that we talked about, plus links to our Patreon, links to our guests, their Twitter, all our past episodes, all that and more, Hysteria51.com. And before we get out of here, we want to give a quick few shout outs, social shout outs. Oh, my favorite kind of shout out. Maybe we social. should do, make a bumper for this one. Ooh. British announcer, get on that. All right. So first, uh, Heckler Kane Creations. Uh, Thank you for uh, the shout out on Twitter. They actually do the Imperfect Podcast. It's a podcast that features weekly interviews with uh, independent filmmakers, actors, writers, and musicians. It's, it's really, really a good show. The last one I was listening to featured Josh Zeman and uh, and Rachel Mills, who developed the docu series uh, The Killing Season on A and E, which is really good. Thanks for the shout out at Heckler Kane Inc. H e c k l e r k a n e i n c. Some other love we were getting on social media. Another good podcast, A Beard and a Weird Talk Film. That's at Captain Beard 93 I love that name. Uh, the Geek Yogurt Podcast, at Yogurt Podcast. The Canned Air Podcast, at Canned Air Pod. And another good podcast, The Texas Files, at Texas underscore Files. That's TX underscore Files. Yeah, short for it. There you go. So, guys, thanks again for everything. We hope you enjoyed our delve into history of uh, the new world. We know you enjoyed it. (laughs) 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 Uh, uh, No. I've been John. I've been Brent. He's been Conspiracy Bot. Stay woke, meet sex. Thanks for listening to Hysteria 51, a weekly oddcast of conspiracy theories, mysteries, and the unexplained. We'll be back again next week with more known unknowns. If you'd like us to discuss a particular topic, suggest a guest, or simply seek some truth, we'd love to hear from you. You can email the show at hysteria51podcast at yahoo.com and follow us on Twitter at hysteria51pod. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint.